Hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, we are looking at 3H2 humans. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. All right, welcome to the podcast review show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. And joining me over there is the one and only Eric K. Johnson, better known as the podcast talent coach. Uh, I've been podcasting for 11 years. Eric has been doing radio, not only doing radio, but uh, topping the charts for 27 years. And if you're new to the show, what we do is uh, we have somebody that says, hey, we'd like you to review your show. And uh, we find those things that you're doing good and uh, try to politely point out things that we think that you might be able to, uh, to tweak. And um, some weeks we have a hard time finding things that need tweaked. And um, sometimes we have weeks like, uh, like this one. This one is uh, uh, we have um, a podcast that is a, um, a very unique podcast. Let's go that route. And one of the things that I want to point out with as we start this I always say that a podcast should either make you laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain. There is one other kind of like, you know, there's sometimes why when you're doing, what is it? A, E, I, O, and U and sometimes why sometimes you can grab people in by confusing them. And an example of this was the TV show lost, right? There are a lot of times you're watching that thinking I'm going to get answers this week. And instead you'd have more questions right now. That show is Mr. Robot. If you're watching Mr. Robot, a little confusing. And I, I, every week I watch it thinking I'm going to understand more. And I go, I don't know what the heck I'm watching. And so I think in this case, uh, Leonardo is the, is the host of the show. There were times in this episode that I was a little like, what am I listening to? And so we, it's, it, the show was two and a half hours long, which is why I'm trying to just jump right into it. So, <laughs> so Eric, we're just going to listen to the first five minutes of the show and then we'll kind of start there. And then we've got some clips we're going to go through and uh, politely um, peel back the, the onion and, and see what we can find here. So let's listen. This is um, the first, I believe it's the first five minutes of the show, which we always do anyway. It's always kind of funny because we've had shows in the past that were only five minutes long, but this was uh, a drop in the bucket. So here we go. Hello and welcome to the 3H2 Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility Radio Show. Each episode, Lynn and Mustachio will explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives, and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive, or jog. Whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness, and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. 
Greetings. Today is Saturday, July 30th, 2016 at 818 in the morning here in the hot South Perry district of Spokane, Washington. Seemingly, summer has just begun. We've had a few rainstorms out of nowhere, which I enjoy. It's as though Mother Nature helps me water the yard. (laughs) Many times I was working or doing some sort of activity, feeling a little bit guilty that I hadn't sufficiently watered the yard. And then boom, out of nowhere, crazy rainstorms. This happened about three times. I would like to say thank you, Mother Nature. A helping hand is appreciated. Today's episode is Season 2, Episode 3, 10 List Goals, Cognitive Tarot with Tim. This episode will be our first interview episode here at 3H2Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility. This interview was conducted on July 12th, 2014, a little bit over two years ago. Back in 2014, July of that summer, (laughs) I spent a couple weeks in San Jose. This was the official beginning of my radio show adventure. I requested interviews from friends and family members And uh, a handful of them agreed. (laughs) I was reassured. The core of my friends and family agreed to help me out. They didn't know what a cognitive tarot interview was. (laughs) For many people, novel or new information is a bit scary and it can be off-putting. This is where trust comes in. Lucky for me, my friends and family trust me, at least to some degree, (laughs) and were willing to play with me, to go along with my little game. It was an experiment. I wanted to experiment with interviews without the pressure of releasing them. The interviews were conducted before the podcast began, before there was a meaningful website or any web presence, 3H2Humans was quite mysterious. (laughs) It was difficult to even explain what what 3H2Humans was back then. I do encourage people to trust friends and family, close people, the inner circle. If approached with some crazy new idea, from a loved one, play along. We talked about that, Uh, yeah, Mustachio points out. (laughs) Humble perspective. One of the points we talked about was going to someone else's pink zone, sharing a joy with someone. I believe a large part of this is trust. And I have found a consistency. The more people trust themselves, the more likely they are to trust others. I believe this is due to intuition. Those who trust themselves, trust their intuition, and thus trust their behavior and experiences. Those who don't trust themselves and lack 
a trust for their own intuition tend to be more closed off, unable or unwilling to tiptoe outside of a perceived comfort zone. (laughs) And that's what cognitive tarot does. It kind of shakes people out of the past and into a present moment awareness. And I believe it takes trust to go to the present moment with someone. It's easy to ramble on meaningless stories about the past and about people who I don't even know. That's easy. What's difficult is talking about now, engaging in critical thinking, displaying signs of conscious communication, and a conscious selection of words rather than through subconscious, mechanistic, autopilot processing. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So that's the first five minutes. And... couple things I would I would change um, the the name of the show that they rattle off here where was that it's it's rather lengthy 3h2 uh, humans mastermind symposium of infinite possibility yeah that, is that gonna fit on a business card <laughs> I'm, I'm so there and this is where I this show kind of makes me feel old at times because I feel like I'm grandpa and i'm not in on the like is this something that the young kids are talking about and i've I've missed it or something like even the the 3h2 humans so on their website it says the name 3h2 humans is shorthand is a shorthand mathematical way to express 3h times 2 which is 6h which is hungry horse humans health happiness humble those are all 6h's in plain english what it says in plain English 3h times 2 equals 6h hence 3h2 this is the 3h2 part those are words I understand all those words I still don't understand what it means <laughs> I, I hungry horse humans health happiness humble those are 6h's so is Howie Hank happy I, I don't get it um Three H humans are people with a con- with a conscious focus on improvement towards health, happiness, and humble perspective. That I got. Hungry horse humans, I believe, was a game by Hasbro, wasn't it? No, that's hungry hippo. Okay, that's wrong. Hungry, hungry horse humans evokes a positive approach towards trial and error. Got that. And if you're interested in becoming a 3H2 human, come join the adventure. Is that like hungry as a horse? Like I'm so hungry. I'm hungry. Hung- That's what I thought. Hung- hungry. Maybe I you're hungry. A horse. Maybe you're hungry know. for education. So I found the name very confusing. And later when I Googled it, it's actually some sort of um, chemical, like 3H2. So like H2O me, kind of 3H2? It's... Um, it's anti-laminin subunit alpha-4 antibody. All right. Well, that confuses me. Yeah. Here's what I, here's, as we dive into this, and I started listening to the two hours and 20 minutes of the show, I love the way she sets it up. I, I like the fact that we are going, we're going deep thought here. We're going high level thinking, 
like this is going to be a podcast unlike any other podcast that you listen to. The first go through, like I don't have a life preserver on and I'm jumping in the deep end. I am swimming for my life because there is so much jargon in here that I'm not sure where I'm swimming toward. Now, listening to the beginning of the show here for a third time, I'm finally starting to piece it all together. I think the fact that we're into episode, um, we're into season two, episode three, maybe we're making the assumption that people have been along this journey since the beginning and that maybe they know some of these terms that we're using. But as I'm jumping in for the first go around, I'm not so sure what the pink zone is. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be there. And I don't know what a cognitive tarot interview means. I thought at the very beginning, we're talking about, okay, we're going into deep level thinking. We're, ta- we're talking about being in the moment, being in the present. We're not worried about the past. We're not telling stories about the past. We're not worried about the future. We are totally plugged into here and now. And then we talk about the cognitive tarot interview and I thought that was a great opportunity to explain what that was because I'm, I wasn't so sure. I do love her enthusiasm for the topic. I think mm-hmm. she is she is full on in. Otherwise, she wouldn't be able to talk about it for um, an hour and 40 minutes before we actually get to the interview that she just set up here at the very beginning. I think she's very well spoken. She, she has an incredible um, vocabulary. She's focused on her topic. And she makes some amazing points throughout the episode I, there just needs to be some sort of explanation for the newbies like me and a, a thread that pieces all of these thoughts together because it was as soon as I thought I was getting it, she would hit me with something else that I, uh, the pink zone and I wouldn't have any and, idea where, or the 10 list. I don't and the, yeah, there's a yellow zone. So I was like going, is this like a weird there thing? thing? There's the pink zone and the yellow <laughs> zone. It's like, do you have to have ID to check yeah, those books out? I don't know the, what that is. Two girls and a cup involved with I this. Know, crying out loud. But here, cognitive tarot combines monitored explicit learning positive encouragement and action-based directives to nurture critical thought from within. The focus of this method is to improve decision abilities within a present moment reality, present moment reality. Okay. The past and future are gently forgotten as complications of the present are explored. That's what they define a cognitive tarot is. Okay. All right. A lot of big words strung together yeah. there, it, you and know, and, and, and maybe if you're here, if you live in this world, maybe you get that. Maybe, you know, if you are an intellect or, uh, you know, you study philosophy or something, you can pick up what it, that was one sentence you just read that had probably 14 multisyllable words in it that I didn't get. So yeah. maybe, well, you, maybe I'm just not quick enough, but you, I, mm. you brought up uh, jargon. And that's what I heard a lot of. To me, I always use one of the worst examples of jargon is if you go into a church and you've never been there and they start talking about the, the, the lamb of Judah and the, the lion and the, the omega, the alpha and the all. And you're like the who, the what, or if I want to go podcasting, I could say, you know, yeah, you got to, uh, you got to, your sample rates, 41 kilohertz. You're going to export it, uh, 190, 128, uh, stereo, uh, you know, and people that don't know what I'm talking about, are, is he speaking English? And I'm with you. Five minutes in, I was like, I, I'm lost. And I, I somewhat blindsided. And then she went into a thing called a listener challenge. Now, I didn't explain 
kind of what it is. It's just, here's the listener challenge. So here's a, a little sample of that. To relay a story from several years ago gives an appearance of few events in between then and now worth speaking about. Practice what is preached. Be in the moment. Introspect. Explore. Who am I today as opposed to past or f- <laughs> or future versions of myself? Wow, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> okay, that is the listener challenge, present moment language. This one was in the listener challenge pool. I keep a document of potential listener challenges and just kind of grab them. This was the one for today. I felt as though it tied into many of the themes we will speak about today. And this is where we can bring up the key point. One of the things that this show is in, in oh. pretty big need of is editing. Editing. And one thing I'm noticing here with headphones on, I think you're tapping the desk because I'm hearing these low rumbles kind of things. Not, not a deal breaker, but I'm hearing that. Um, and unless you're Rush Limbaugh, I don't think you can get away with the the papers. I mean, it's, again, not a deal breaker, but most people don't have that. But edit out the, I don't want to hear you, you know, I don't know, to me, the the swallowing of water. I mean, I understand that you're drinking, but it depends, I guess, on what you're going for. I just know on the radio, I don't hear people going, yeah, let's, let's go to Dan with the weather. And he's like, oh, you caught me with a mouthful of a cheeseburger. It just doesn't work that way. So... I like the listener challenge idea for what I think it is. Again, we didn't explain it. We didn't define it. So I'm assuming listeners send in some sort of challenge, but I don't know what the challenge has to do with. Is it, you know, see if you can juggle for five minutes with one foot in the air. I don't, what kind of challenges are we, are we laying down the gauntlet? And so is it, I'm not sure what the challenge is. So I like the concept. I like the bit. I would like to see, explain it to me. I'm a newbie. I don't know what's going on. I'm new here. So don't, don't think I listened to the entire first season, however many episodes that was, or even the last episode, you know, I found your show in iTunes and I pushed play on the latest episode. And all of a sudden I felt like I just walked into the middle of a conversation and I'm not really sure what's going on. So I like the bit. I like the listener challenge concept I love the fact that we're getting our listeners engaged and involved but uh, how, what is it? Explain it to me, define it a bit. And a big thing too, with, especially with adults, you have to explain why, like, why am I doing this? Why, why do this challenge? Because it may help you blank, you know, give me some reason of, uh, if you do this, it might, you might learn this or you might find this and that. So for me, it was just like, here's a listener challenge. Here's what it is. And then it seemed like, and she does this, we're going to get into uh tenless here in a minute. But there are times when you just spew, you know, eat less, exercise more, um, drink more milk. These just kind of catchphrases that I'm like, okay, sure, got it. So, again, just a a little um, setting it up. Here's the listener challenge. This is something you should try to do this week. And we this week we're going to be focusing on blank. So when you do this listener challenge at the end of it, here's how you're going to benefit. And then because who doesn't want to benefit? So. Um, I was a little, little lost on it when it came up again, little framing of that would, would help. And then the, the whole drinking thing, um, I was just like, wow, you could have cut that out. Um, especially with a, a show that's two and a half hours long, there's definitely room to, uh, 
to cut things down. So the next clip I have here is where she's talking about paying attention. When I speak with people, I can feel when their consciousness is in the room or elsewhere, and especially on the phone. I think that's one of the reasons why I really don't like speaking on the phone because I can feel it when someone's not paying attention. And if someone's not paying attention, what's the point of being on the phone? <laughs> and, and my thought is if you're talking like you are in this podcast on the phone, they may not know if it's a new person that maybe it's a new client of yours or something like that. If you're speaking in jargon again, the reason they're not paying attention is they may not know what you're talking about. And just, that was my thought. Cause at this point, a lot of this particular um, episode, I, I was just, I was trying to figure out what did she just say? And, and the problem is, as I'm trying to figure that out, you're saying something else. So it was uh, a little bit, as a person who is a little bit ADD, it was tough for me just to get through because I was too busy trying to figure out what you just said and you've already moved on to your next point. So, um, and then there were things, um, this one is just, it's a clip I have called Magical Dragons. I can say I was a magical dragon seven years ago, or I will be a magical dragon in seven years. Both of those statements lack present moment awareness. <laughs> This is the listener challenge. Listener challenge number 17. When communicating with others, be conscious of present moment stimuli. A way to get started taking action is to introspect and explore who am I today as opposed to past or future versions of myself. Introspect. Big fancy word. To me, maybe I'm just dumb. I'm like, dumb it down to where I don't have to go introspect. Because if I have to learn everything by the context of the other words in it, you know, what's the old, well, I don't know what the average reading level is of America, but I don't know that we all, you know, I would like to introspect. I don't know. It was kind of a, to me, it was just, again, just another kind of wordy, jargony, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Very well said there. Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's what she's talking about right yeah, there. Yeah. The, the thing I liked about these two clips is the fact that they go back to the theme of the episode, which is being present in the moment. The thing that it lacks is she doesn't link all of the segments of the show together under that theme. And I'm not, I didn't catch the theme until I'm coming through it a second time. The The thing that, throws me off with big words like uh, introspect and, and the long the long definitions is you have to pause to think about the meaning of a word before and and when you're when you're trying to determine the meaning of that word you're missing the next six words you know it, it's evident in the in the introduction to the show uh, it says Lynn and mustachio will Explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives, and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. And I'm like, what did that just mean? And if you go back and you read it slowly and, and piece it out, you can figure out what each piece means. The continuums of meaning or the varied perspectives or thought seeds. Right. You can figure that out. But when you, when you run it all together in a sentence – when somebody's saying it, it's much, much more difficult to comprehend. Even the phrase present moment. If you are present, aren't you in the moment? I mean, I understand you could be present, but mentally not here, but there are times are just, things are a little wordy. 
the thing you need to remember is people read and write much, much differently than they speak and hear. You can tell when you're listening to her read, there are these really long flowery sentences that look great on paper and they look great when you read them. But when I sit and listen to you read that sentence to me, it takes me a long time and a lot of mental power to comprehend that sentence because there are so many big words. Not that I don't understand big words, but I have to think about how continuums of meaning go together in order to understand that. When I'm listening to her explain something, like when we get into a a later part in the show and she's talking about leaving reviews for other podcasts, she's just speaking from her heart. And, and just telling me what she thinks. Much, much easier to understand than when she has that paper in front of her and she's reading. I also feel like when she's reading, it gets jerky. She, she reads half sentences. The clip you just played was a perfect example. She reads a one-word sentence and then like a slogan and then a saying and then a full sentence. And it's, I don't understand where we're going with it because it gets confusing. I don't listen to people when they speak. Uh, at the same way I read words that are on paper. It's much, much different ways of communication. The other thing I've noticed is there's a lot of what I call making the sausage in this show where she really gets into why she's doing what she's doing. And uh, here's an example where she's talking about the interview. It wasn't until recently I've kind of Frankensteined this system together so it's uh it's like duct tape together we're gonna see how it goes (laughs) i think many people have felt that the kind of oh shit here we go where it's gonna be a bumpy road but it's gonna be okay that's how i feel this episode is it's gonna be a little bit of a bumpy road but it's gonna be okay massage says to explain the interview system Okay, so we should stop here and also point out the fact she never explains who Mustachio is. And I believe Mustachio, if you will see their website later, is a stuffed polar bear with a mustache. How do you get that that's Mustachio? Because it's the only thing on the website that has a mustache. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I, Could be. Well, well that I, just I, proves I, the point. Nobody knows. She's talking I, about him like he's in the room, but yeah. I, I thought it was her producer. Yeah. I thought it was the guy like running the mixer for us. I don't, I don't know. We'll play a little more of this here. Hold on, let me different. Oh, go ahead. This, this piece right here is there. Her nervous laughter gets in the way a lot. And this is a great example right here where, you know, she just starts laughing for and, and comedians rarely laugh at their own jokes. It makes them sound um, inauthentic it, it makes them sound nervous, and she laughs a lot. You know, there are times where you say something that's truly funny or you screw up and you laugh at yourself, but there are times where she just makes a statement and then laughs, and I'm not sure why. We're, I feel uncomfortable. Like, did I miss something that should have been funny there? Because I don't know that why we're laughing, and it, it kind of threw me off a little bit. Well, here's an example of that. Uh, She was talking about different movies that she watched and she was talking about her babysitter. I'm grateful that I was exposed to Quantum Leap when I was a child. It was probably a babysitter. (laughs) And a damn good one. (laughs) 
And call me weird. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Why is the babysitter okay? I, I don't know. What why I mm. So she she got into a lot of how she in fact she's already explained. Remember she said, I don't know, I just I asked my friends and somebody said, All right, I'll try it, which for the record didn't make me think, Oh, I can't wait to hear this. I mean, usually when you hear an interview, it's like, here's somebody who does this and that, and they've achieved this, and they're going to come to this audience to bring something that the audience wants to hear, not like, well, I asked my friends, and this guy said he'd do it. It doesn't make me think, oh, this is going to be good. It makes me think, oh, I wonder what this is going to be about, which, again, goes back to that curiosity thing, but it doesn't really pull me in. And we mentioned the jargon. She does try to explain critical thinking here. If the people within a culture are thinking. So when I say critical thinking, I'm talking about being in the present moment, viewing something with infinite possibilities rather than one binary yes or no answer. Critical thinking is alive. It evolves rather than being stagnant. Right now, (laughs) and frequently, I am starved for critical thinking. I feel many other people are. That's another reason why we started 3H2Humans is to satisfy that hunger for critical thought. And I believe when a habit is nurtured, such as thinking, then it happens more frequently. So I was like, okay, she she kind of explained it. Like you said, brought back to the main point of being in the now. It just, this was, you know, 15, 20 minutes into the episode. No, I think it was later than that. This was a long way into the episode. And I thought, why wasn't this right at the very beginning? This kind of sets up what the show is all about. When we're talking about getting into a a cognitive tarot interview and people aren't really sure what it means, that would have been a perfect time to make this statement right here to bring everybody up to speed with what we're talking about. Now, there may be regular listeners to the show that know exactly what that means, what cognitive thinking means, what being present in the moment is all about. But there are some newbies, if we're trying to build our audience and bring more people in and bring them up to speed, this, the, this would have been a perfect part to put right at the very beginning of the show to bring everybody up to speed. And then um, here's just another quick example of just a little editing could have tightened things up a bit. This is number three, visualize a successful day. To visualize a successful day is another way to create positive inertia. So we get to drink, hear you drink some more and and it just was like, it's super easy to cut out. Not that that's again, a a deal breaker, but um, it's what it does is it takes away from what you're saying and now I'm paying attention to how you're saying it. It's like, did she just drink something here? Um, and then I, I started to mention how she likes to do a lot of how the sausage is made kind of thing. And most of us don't care how the sausage is made. We just want the sausage. And so she got into these lists and uh, she starts to explain this here. Give honor to receive honor. And that's number six. Let thy word be thy honor. <laughs> Yeah, this is Mustachio and I tinkering around with the list. When we do these 10 lists, they are masterminded and then put through the 3H2 filter. <laughs> Which I have no idea what that means. I, I don't know what a 10 list is. <laughs> this is an example of that. So just another example where I was like, okay, it's put, it's first of all, masterminded. I didn't know that was a verb. 
but I, I get kind of what she means by that. Probably that a bunch of people went through it together, maybe. Or that's but, who, the list- but who was in that mastermind? Why, right. why, why do we care? You know, tell me, the, put, give me some why behind that. Yeah. And then also then who's in the mastermind and why would I care if it's, right. hey, I, I masterminded with five, you know, losers on the corner. Was okay, that in the but, pink zone? Yeah, in the pink zone. But if it's, you know, somebody that I admire, then I might care more about the list. But at this point, it's you and Mustachio, which we still don't know what it is, but I still think it's a stuffed polar bear with a mustache. Now, I love the fact that she is sticking to the theme throughout this whole thing, but I, I think she needs to be a little more obvious about it. And when we go back to talking about her reading rather than her talking from, from the heart, I notice that when she reads a lot, the end of the sentences go up, and I don't know why. Because it always I, goes up at the end. I have Is a great question mark at the end. Number two, keep track of spontaneous information. Number three, visualize a successful day. Number four, day. So that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and I don't understand why it does that, other than the fact that she's reading. But you know, we we go through a lot of lists in this thing: the ten list and the five list, and I don't know what all these lists mean. I I know they were masterminded, and they come up with here's a great list for you but for what i don't um i I was lost on that part i know the five list was about music no the yeah Yeah. was about music the 10 list was about tv shows right well the website says 10 l goals cognitive tarot with tim so i'm assuming that means 10 list goals cognitive tarot with tim i don't know what that means and then it lists the 10. Strive for ping zone tangibility with others. Keep tracked of spontaneous information. Visualize a successful day. Learn from trial and error. Follow through with action. Let thy word be thy honor. 10L life priority annual goals. Identify areas for improvement. Under promise, over deliver. Balance, exercise, diet, and sleep. So I don't know what that means. Does that help me get more cognitive I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And then here's a clip where she's talking about the five list. Today we have two five lists. The first one is fantasy TV. Oh. And the second is for music albums. Fantasy TV. Number one, Dead Like Me, 2003. Number two, Star Trek Enterprise, 2001. Number three, The 4400, 2004. Number four, my name is Earl, 2005. And number five, Quantum Leap, 1989. These are some of Mustachio's and my favorite fantasy TV. <laughs> We're a bit silly in that we enjoy the land of fantasy and dragons and monsters and wizards and all that kind of stuff. Now, for me, this sounded like I'm going to name five things in my office, a glass of water, a Tascam mini studio, a Netflix envelope, a wireless mouse, and a USB charging cable. There's my five things that are in my office. Yeah, I didn't get that part. And what does my name is Earl have to do with the other four? It was quite 
bizarre. She talked about how she got into My Name Was Earl. Her man friend used to watch it a lot, and she refused to watch it. And I thought that was a great story of how she got sucked in. She didn't want to like it and then ended up right. liking it. It was great. But I don't know how – maybe I just didn't watch My Name. Was My Name My Name Is Earl fantasy TV? Like, did it have, like, no. science fiction – like Quantum Leap, I get. 4400, Star Trek, Dead Like Me, I get. My name is Earl? Like, which of these things is not like the other? <laughs> like, I don't, I didn't get that. I don't know. Here's an, another example where why would have been great. Number five, Tupac Shakur. Are you still down? Are you? <laughs> 1997. These are the five list music albums. Of all the albums Mustachio and I could have picked for this, we chose these. <laughs> Precisely why? Meh. Who knows? So I'm like, Number five. So I'm like, if you don't know, why do I care? Why did we make a list? Why do we make a list? And so, again, I was just, um, and then I thought this was an interesting story. The first CD, Morchiba was given to me because the person enjoyed it and thought that I would enjoy it too. Oops, sorry about that. The first CD, Morchiba was given to me because the person enjoyed it and thought that I would enjoy it too. The second CD, Lazy Boy, is the artist, and the CD is called TV, was given to me by a friend who ended up with it somehow and thought it was crap. <laughs> he pretty much said, this music is the worst crap garbage I have ever heard in my life. You are going to love it. <laughs> so again, I, I don't get the joke. Um, and it's weird that somebody said this is crap and now you're recommending us crap? Question mark? A little confusing it. Um, and then, and, and what I was wondering, does the, do the two five lists have something to do with our cognitive thinking? And I, I, I didn't make a connection. I don't, maybe they do. Maybe you come up with a list of being in the moment. Here are the five albums that put me in the moment. I don't, she didn't make the connection there. If they do have something to do with the theme of the episode, I don't know. There was no connection. And so as we're struggling to explain it, this clip, she explains how she can't explain it. The motives and core beliefs of Lazy Boy on the CD TV are similar to those of 3H2Humans. It's difficult to articulate. <laughs> Maybe that's why I enjoy it as much as I do, because it's difficult to articulate. But it doesn't things that are difficult to articulate don't go you're that's just realize that's your struggle with this topic because there are people like me going i'm i'm lost i don't and and i understand why i'm lost because maybe it's hard hard to articulate but to me i was just i, I thought it was funny that she's kind of explaining that yeah it is kind of hard to explain and i'm like okay well Maybe you had to come up with a way to, I mean, podcasting was hard to explain to people in 2005. I had to come up with a way to explain it so people understood what it was because I kept getting those questions. So um, then the other one that this one really uh, kind of threw me, um, I'll, I'll, it, it talks about the interview. Next up, we have announcements. 
The first announcement is for the guest spotlight on Tim for the cognitive interview. We go over self-evolution, communication, and goals. This was recorded in July of 2014. We ended up pulling a range of cards, the Seven of Swords, Eight of Cups, Five of Wands, the Page of Pentacles, the Fool, and the Hermit. The interview will follow the announcements. The fun part was this is about an hour into, maybe an hour and 15 minutes into the show. So realize the whole thing is about this interview with Tim. That's, I thought, the meat and potatoes of the episode. We're an hour and 10, hour and 20 minutes in. We'll get to the interview in a minute. And then maybe if I was into tarot cards, I'd be like, oh man, they pulled the hermit card. Cool. Can't wait to hear how they handled that. So for me, uh, you know, she's naming cards and I'm thinking, why is she naming cards? Maybe in the tarot kind of circle that people run in, they're like, oh, I can't wait to hear those cards that she pulled. I can't wait to hear that. So that might be just something where I'm not into that. Yeah, she here. makes she makes this announcements part here about a minute or about an hour and 15 into the show. And then the interview actually starts an hour and 40 into the show. So we're still a good 25 minutes away from the interview beginning. And between now and the interview, we do a lot more. We talk about the 10 list. We talk about um, this whole podcast feedback thing. We talk about a whole bunch of stuff between now and then. And to me, this seemed like the only announcement. And I'm not, I don't, I didn't understand how it was an announcement when it was just a tease for the, what's the, what's coming up at the end of the show. Cause then all of a sudden we get back into more stories and we get into this whole podcast feedback discussion. She wants to engage with people in and I, I, I would, the announcements part confused me, but yeah, about, I, about an hour and 23 into it. I don't know if you have the clip. She actually defines what a 10 list is as part of the discussion about the podcast comment interaction, she defines a 10 list, but we're an hour and 20 minutes into the show. And we already did two five lists and a 10 list about 45 minutes ago. We, we should have defined the 10 list back then instead of assuming everybody knows what it is and what the purpose of it is. The other thing she did with the 10 list, and I realize it's a, it's that old thing of tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them and then tell them what you told them. But for me, I would have much rather had, okay, we're going to go over the 10 list. Here's, and again, kind of try to tie it into the, whatever the theme is. Number one is yada, yada, yada. And then explain, dig in deep while you're there, because you kept going in, you, you'd read the list and then you go back and you'd read the list again and go deep. And I'm like, you know, just go in deep. And then maybe at the end, repeat them again. I don't think, I thought to me saying, here's one through 10, blah, 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 blah. Here's number one. Here's why it made the list, yada, yada, yada. Here's number two. And then at the end, say, once again, here's one through 10. So to me, to do that one through 10 twice was overkill. And I would just go through one through 10 and, and dig deep while it was at and, and that also did for both top five lists or whatever they were, the five lists. So to me, there was a lot of, uh, you could, cut down on that, those segments and not stretch them out so far just by going right into the meat and potatoes, because you might've, I remember at one point you said something and I'm like, Oh, and I wanted to know like, why is that on the list? And then you went through the whole list and then you came back and then it was like, Oh, is she going to, okay, now she's going to talk about that. 
And so I, I know um, I have a note here. You talked about the pink zone. And again, I, is that the singer pink? Is it the pink pant? I don't know. It's the pink zone. I don't know what it is. You explain what it is. Uh, well, you mentioned it again. You mentioned it multiple times, but at one point you mentioned it at the 15 minute mark. You then explained what it is at the 18 minute mark. And so to me, just be cautious of your jargon of your new people. And like, for me, if I say an RSS feed, all right, you don't know what RSS stands for. I'll go, it's real simple syndication. And if this was a radio station, it would be your signal. It's what people tune into. And then for the rest of the show, I can just say RSS because I've already defined it. But the first time you say this jargon, you need to explain it because again, every time you said it, I was trying to then learn through what words were around it. She, what, what, how does she use pink zone in a sentence? What does that mean? And it just left me confused. So, um, you did mention about the, the trying to get feedback from other podcasters. And uh, I have a little bit about that. Of the five podcasters emailed, only one of them engaged in the feedback loop process within a week. Recognize a week is a relatively short amount of time, but that's all the experiment called for to see which of the entrepreneurs would engage and desire to reach pink zone tangibility. So there we go again with pink zone. And to me, she mentioned how she used a form to contact these people. Now she did later say she added some personalized stuff, but I was going to say the worst way to contact people is through a form letter, because as somebody who gets a lot of those things every day, I can smell them a mile away. But when I see something that's obviously personalized, I will read that, but I can read, I can smell a form blast a mile away. Uh, And then this one, we'd already mentioned um, she likes to giggle in a state of, Ketosis. I am. Uh, there's again, ketosis. Starved of critical thought. Any little scrap that I get these days, I appreciate. <laughs> Any inkling of critical thought or human behavior in a world full of robot zombies. <laughs> and again, I don't understand why that's funny. In the entire episode, I thought this piece right here was probably the most compelling part of the show. And we're a minute or we're an hour and 25 or 30 minutes into an hour and a half into the show. The whole point of this part was she was reaching out to podcasters and giving them feedback on their show, leaving a review, sort of uh, telling them exactly what she thought of the show. And then she was basically reviewing and critiquing the feedback that they then gave her on her feedback. She was looking for feedback on her feedback. So Dave, you know, I think School of Podcasting is a great show because I love the way that you uh, give me helpful tool, help me, helpful information on my podcast. And I love the way you sometimes bring on crazy guests. And I love the way your cat interacts with the show. Um, sometimes uh, the transition music gets a little wonky for me. And, uh, you know, uh, I hate the way you say, hit it, ladies, at the beginning. So that's the review I leave for the school of podcasting. Well, then she wants somebody to say, hey, that was 
that was great feedback. I understand number one and number three, but the, the part about the, the hit it ladies, uh, you know, I think that really adds to the show and I get a lot of positive feedback or something like she wanted people to critique her critique and, and some would engage with her and then others wouldn't. And I think the guy that did engage with her did once and then was like, okay, I got it. Thanks for the review and kind of let it go there. But I thought she was really getting into her beliefs, her thoughts, her opinions. And I thought it was a compelling part of the show, but not really sure how we tied that back into cognitive thinking and being in the moment. I wasn't, she said she wanted, she wished she had three pieces of positive feedback on her review and three pieces of constructive criticism on her review. That I didn't, I wasn't, maybe she wasn't leaving a standard review on iTunes. Maybe she was actually emailing people her review. Uh, you know, when people leave me a review, I don't critique their review. Dave, I think you're, you're, you know, full of it because, you know, I think your review is way out, out in left field and you have no idea what you're talking about. I don't, I wouldn't do that to somebody, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion and I'm going to let them have their opinion. I'm not going to criticize anybody for speaking up and telling me what they think good bad or otherwise yeah it's um the the thing i liked about that part was she wasn't reading it exactly she was from her heart right so that's the part that that kind of made it stand out and it was a story to a certain extent it was hey here's something i tried and and just at the end it was just and that's where she kept saying these are experiments so i was kind of like okay but it was the most authentic part of the entire episode, and which is funny because she's telling a story of what happened in the past, and we're supposed to be communicating in the moment. And her whole point is, don't worry about what happened in the past. Talk about now being the moment, yet we're recreating something that happened in the past. And we're going back and we're listening to an interview that happened back in 2014 to see what happened then, to see if she's walking her talk and living up to it. It was, the whole thing was just kind of strange. And she wraps up the entire show here at the end. And then after she wraps up the show, we go into the interview that lasts 40 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and in fact, she was talking about the feedback here and this was. <sighs> it, it frustrates me when someone calls their podcast something and then I test that behavior and they don't do it. <sighs> It's extremely frustrating. So here again, I just like that because it was her being real. Um, she did interview the um, Tim. We finally, we don't, Tim was just a friend of hers, I guess. And But uh, oh, let's go back. Let's go back to her statement right here. She likes okay. to test the name of a podcast. The name of her podcast is Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibilities. And for an hour and 40 minutes, we hear her. I don't, I don't understand where the mastermind comes in or the symposium. Symposium is a collection of minds and thoughts. And for an hour and 40 minutes, we get all of Lynn. We don't get, we don't get a, a symposium, nor do we get a mastermind. Unless the stuffed bear is chiming in. So it's kind of, you know, I, we're speaking out of both sides of our mouth here. A little bit. And then um, the interview basically the co- the the um, cognitive. I, I believe Tim is her brother. I think she said. Okay, cognitive tarot interview. In this case, is basically it's a tarot card reading. Is what I took it as. And here's a quick clip of what that sounds like. 
All right, so let's see what the cards have to say for self-evolution. The Seven of Swords. And we'll go to the Swords. Um, ooh, Seven of Swords is dishonesty. How do you feel dishonesty may play a role in self-evolution? Uh, well, if you're not honest to yourself, you probably won't admit to yourself certain things that need to be changed. You probably won't make changes if you don't. If you're not honest with yourself about how things really are. So this could be really good or really bad because you have no idea how the cards are going to stack and you have no idea how the person is going to react to this. So this is one of those I've seen. I went to Chicago and I saw one of the most highly acclaimed improv groups, Second City, and not everything they did was funny. In fact, it was one extreme or the other. And so to me, I, I kind of like the idea of the fact that you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Howard Stern is so popular, but I would also listen to the answers. And if he go, well, what do you think about, you know, death on the such and such card? And he goes, uh, I don't know. I don't want to die. Well, if it's a, if it's not a great answer, cut it out. So you've got the best answers from the, the reading, depending on how you want to frame this. If you want it to be authentic, I could see leaving them all in, but I could see where some of these might be kind of a clunker and you could cut them out and you end up with a shorter show with just the best answers that, you know, maybe reinforce the theme you're going through. Um, uh, I wasn't really sure what we were getting out of this interview part because the interview just plays and then the show's over. I, I was hoping she would do something like you do on your show, Dave, on School of Podcasting. When you play an interview and you stop and you interrupt yourself yeah. and you say, all right, notice right here where he says this, you should take away that. I was hoping she would do the same thing where she would stop in the middle of it and say, okay, here we are, we are full on into to present day consciousness like we are talking in the now and then she would stop later and say now we this is we're out of now we're now focused on the past or we're now focused on the future and kind of relate the interview from 2014 back to what we're talking about now and we didn't do that and I, I can understand how this tarot reading is a little different from other tarot readings because it isn't just her telling reading the cards and telling telling Tim what the cards mean with regard to his life she was interviewing him at the beginning she talked about what are you into right now what are you working on um, starting the new career he's into working out and that sort of thing and when she would turn over the cards and explain what the card meant she would interview him on what he had going on in his life and how that card related to his life and in terms of what's going on in his life right now at this present time now, that is complete speculation on my part. I'm guessing that's how this was different from a regular reading because she didn't tell me, and I've never had my tarot cards read. So I'm completely shooting from the hip here. But near as I can tell, the reason she included this interview in this episode was because it was a little different in terms of an interview rather than a simple reading. Yeah, that, I, I, that's a guess. Yeah. So I, I liked the idea. I was like, well, this is definitely a completely different way of interviewing people because you're leaving it all up to chance. You know, it's like having a, a, a basket full of questions and asking your guests to, to open one up. And they, you know, when it's like, you know, um, what was your first dog like? And they go, I've never had a dog. 
All right. Well, that's not a very good question. <laughs> well, shoot. Edit. Yeah. Ed, yeah. Uh, so I'll give you an example. Earlier in the show, I was playing a clip and accidentally hit a button and it started another one. I said, Ooh, sorry about that. And hit the button again. That will be edited out. The only people that will hear that are the people on YouTube that were here live. So that's just something I do to, you know, again, it, it doesn't distract people from the content by the way it was presented. You don't want that. It's, it's, I had a, um, a teacher in college, brilliant guy. He wrote the, the actual textbook for the math class I was taking. Wow. Unfortunately, he had an incredible, like I've never heard before or since stutter. And so <laughs> I had a really hard time paying attention to what he was saying because I was distracted by what, how he was saying it. His favorite word was subtract. And it just, it, me being kind of ADD, I could not deal with that. So, but um, yeah, so I, I was also kind of confused because you'd mentioned Tim, 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 Tim. And then you played the music. I thought the show was over because it had been at that point about an hour and 20 minutes or an hour, hour and 40 minutes. I think hour, hour 39, 15. Yeah. And I really thought the show was over. And then when the interview started, I was like, ah, really more. <laughs> um, and so to me, I would have put the interview, if that's the heart and soul of the episode, put that up front and then do the top five in the number 10 lists and all the other stuff later. So those people that don't want to wait an hour and 40 minutes to get to um, the interview, they don't have to. And I listened to uh, the end of the show. It wraps up really quick. Thank you, Tim, for uh, joining Mustachio and I today here in lovely uh, Silicon Valley. We would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. So this is the end of the show. This yeah. is like the very, this isn't the end of the show. This is the, this is the second end of the show. This wasn't an hour and 40 into it. This yeah, was two twenty. That was the actual end at. Yeah. So um, this, because at the end of the show, she says, she says that wraps it up for today. And she does this whole same bit with the music out at, uh, at an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. And then the interview starts. So we actually end the show twice, but the yeah. show ends and there's really no, there's really no call to action. You know, if you want to continue the discussion, if you want to get into this deep, you know, sense of purpose, let's have a chat, you know, get on the uh, website or hop on Facebook or call me or let's, let's chat over coffee. There, there was nothing. It was just like, all right, I've, I've talked to you for two hours and 20 minutes. Now we're done. See ya. Yeah. Cause they, on their website, which again, you can find at, three, the number three, H, the number two, humans.org. They have places where you can donate. Uh, they have a store, there are resources. Um, they never really mentioned it. And so to me, I see that one of the services she offers is you can have, you know, a tarot card reading, I believe is up there somewhere. Yeah. There's um, a lot of services, a lot of ways to get involved with this. If you are into tarot readings and you are into cognitive thinking and, and just being present, 
um, there are a lot of ways to get involved with this show. And I love that about it. I love that about, it's very easy to find on the website. If you go up top, there's all sorts of information on, on, uh, how to, how to find the resources and the reviews and books and mentors and services and resources in the store and how to donate and a, a bajillion ways to get involved with the show. But never once does she say, get involved with the show. And I, I was hoping she would do that because I think there are a lot of ways to do that on her website. I think her website looks clean and gives you a lot of opportunity to do that. I, I was hoping she would drive listeners there to, to help grow the show. And then a, uh, a couple quick things on the, the technology side here. Um, we, we talk about this, I think, in every episode of the podcast review show you have no ID3 tags and why these are important is when people download your episode. Now, granted, if this was on your phone or your tablet or whatever, you don't have to worry about this, but if somebody downloads your show and plays it, um, usually a piece of artwork shows up when you, you play that. And when you play yours, um, you get this lovely great music note of death. And so it's just one of the things that doesn't make you look as professional as the rest of the other folks. And if somebody wants to, you know, like you could have your website down here. So if somebody shares this file with somebody, it's just a way to add little breadcrumbs uh, back to the, um, back to your website. And then this is your, your file. And for the most part, it's not, um, you know, when I look at this, the, the music is mm, kind of louder than the, the talk uh, a little bit. So you might have people grabbing the volume now, but for the, the most part, I didn't really see any huge, you, you can see here's the music. Now this one, the, um, the second music here, as I look at this wave file, the, um, or your MP3 file, you know, there are, it's volume levels and you can basically see these visually and you can just see where the music is a whole lot louder than the talk. And that's just something you want to avoid. Anytime you have to make your listener grab the volume knob, uh, it's not a good thing. And actually, when you come into this interview, this is where the, the audio is quite a bit different than when you were talking. Here, you're, you're fairly loud. But when you get into the interview, it gets pretty quiet over here. So you might want to run this through something like Auphonic, and that's A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C.com. It's a free service, and it levels out all the volume. So you don't really have to worry about that. There's another free tool called the Levelator, if you uh, Google that. Um, but so that, that was the thing I noticed and I, it didn't really bother me. Your, your, uh, Tim was a little, um, not so much soft-spoken. It just, he wasn't as loud as you were. And then, uh, the, the problem is here, you have your sign off and then here comes the music and here at the very end of the show, the closing music was super loud compared to the rest of everything else. So you might want to watch your, your volume, uh, on, on that, uh, just because that can, that will make people unsubscribe almost quicker than anything is, is if you have volume and things like that. Dave, do you have a, a video on School of Podcasting that shows people how to put uh, M, uh, ID3, ID3 tags? tags? I need to make one because we mentioned them. I need to put it on the podcast review show because I'm sure if you go to YouTube and because you can use uh, iTunes to do that. You can use, um, there's a bunch of tools out there, but I thought, you know, we bring this up. I just need to start telling people, go to podcast review show ID tags or something to see the video because we do mention that. Uh, you know, I use... I use ID3 editor, um, mm -hmm. but I noticed as I'm uploading my audio to Libsyn that there's now an ID3 something in Libsyn. What, what's that all about? You can actually, if you've tagged your files before you upload them, you can actually take the information that's in your MP3 file and have it populate your post so you don't have to retype it. Or, it, it, so it works as a pull function. It pulls the information into your post or 
if you haven't tagged your MP3 file, you could type all that stuff in, upload your image, and actually have that image or that information and the artwork saved inside the MP3 file. So you, it'll either pull the information into the post from your MP3 file, or if you forgot to tag your files, you can actually have Lipson stuff it back into the MP3 file as you upload it. So it kind of nice. works ways that way. Um, but the website is not a bad looking website. As I uh, share this real quick here, here again, I believe that this is why I'm saying this is mustachio. It's, it's the polar bear here with the little hat and the bow tie. Um, and then there's another little stuffed one down here. So I was thinking maybe that's mustachio. But if you go to the radio show, there's like this, this, Mm, ceramic rabbit sitting on a rock. Hmm. And you go to the pot. Yeah. Go to radio show, go to the main radio show. See oh, that yeah, this, there he is yeah. right there. I know, Yeah. That was, that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I don't know who he is. Yeah. Um, and I was hoping the about page would tell me about it. And the about page keeps talking about the humans at three H two humans. Yeah, and it doesn't have anything about her. Usually I say put a put something about the podcast and then put something about the host. Talks about the offices being located in downtown Spokane, Washington, and Leonardo and other 3H2 humans explore education with a focus on conscious communication techniques. But I don't know who the other humans are. Yeah. That's what, that's what led me to believe that Mustachio was a human, but... You know, the polar bear does have a mustache, so maybe it is the polar bear. Yeah, it's, um, you know, but generally it's a, it's a clean look. Um, you have the stuff that we're looking for about easy-to-contact information. Um, I didn't see – oh, I'm glad you brought this up. The um, If I go to the – I need to find Books Mentors. I'm trying to find oh, podcast radio shows because you have radio show – that explains the listener challenge and this and that. But if I actually want to listen to it, I have to go to reviews and then podcast radio show, I believe. Yeah. And on your website, when I find, and here is part of the problem, I can't find your episode. So that would be number one. Usually you want it to go to website, click play. And I right now cannot find your show, but I remember I found this earlier. Do I have to click on, I cannot find yeah, I, I don't know. Here, maybe if I do this. Uh, but there's a link on your website to iTunes, and it's broken. It, you're, you have it wrong. You have uh, yourwebsite.com slash something, something, something. And maybe if I click on radio show. Uh, here we go. I bet this is it. Yeah, just click yeah, radio show. It'll take yeah. you to it. And you'll see this link here to iTunes. So you have it going to 3H2 humans.org slash feed slash podcast, blah, 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 blah. And that's not it. Cause when you click on it, it just takes you to a four Oh four. So you need to go into iTunes, find your link and, and fix that. It looks like you're using PowerPress uh, for your, your, um, your website here. And you need to update that and that, or just double check on that. But basically just, we all want people to subscribe in iTunes. And if somebody tries on your website, it, uh, it takes them to nowhere. So you might want to have uh Somebody take a peek at that and uh, get that fixed. But, uh, you know, so I, you know, like I say, make it a little easier for people to find your, um, I'm trying to hit the stop. Oh, that's why I'm on this page. Um, trying to unshare my screen. The um, make it a little easier for people to find the show. Maybe put a, you can put a player in your sidebar or, or just 
just make it easy. You don't want people doing what I just did, which is I know there's an episode here somewhere because uh, it just some people won't go the extra mile to uh, to do that. So all in all, um, I, I think what I would do, what I would recommend, and I would love to know if there were any, like I, I, I know, Eric, you have a bunch of worksheets. I would recommend going through those. And to me, I would love to know what were the bullet points, because to, to me, I always try to go and I don't always achieve this just for the record, but I always ask myself, what am I going to deliver to my audience that is going to inspire them to say, oh, did you hear this? I just heard this on a podcast. And, you know, aside from the fact that I heard some, I, I got to hear a, a tarot interview and I've never heard one of those. So that was kind of interesting Then it makes it stand out. But the, the rest of the stuff and why you chose the list and it was masterminded by you and Mustachio, a lot of stuff I would cut out of here because in the end, think about it, what's in it for your audience. And I'm not sure they need to know how the sausage is made. They don't, they don't need to know how the clock was made. They just need to know what time it is. And uh, then you, you might, A, because your shows will be shorter, you won't have to have as much hosting. So you can actually maybe cut back on some of your hosting um, I did see where you're doing about one episode a month. So um, if you're trying to build your audience, and that's one of the things that in her uh, questionnaire, she kind of says, I could care less about numbers. And uh, so she might not be worried about growing her audience and being consistent and things of that nature. Um, uh, overall, I love the parts of the show. I thought there were great parts. I, I loved the, the part where she talked about um, from the heart reviewing other podcasts. I thought she got into great, um, great detail there. I thought the, uh, the part about um, reviewing the interview that she had done two years ago to see if she, she actually walks the talk. I thought that was a, a solid piece. I thought there were little pieces throughout the show that made sense and that we could tie back into the theme what I would recommend we do is figure out what that theme is and make the connection pretty obvious. If we're do, I love the fact that we have a listener challenge, explain it to me and explain it why it benefits me and explain how it, how it um, ties into the theme of the show. I like the fact that we do the podcast review um, sort of uh, experiment, but tell me why that benefits me, how it ties back into the show. So I, I think there are a lot of great pieces here that can be polished. And I think the, the overall ingredients are there, but I think we've still just laid them all out on the table. We haven't actually put them in the mixing bowl and figure out how we turn it, turn the eggs and the flour and the sugar into a cake yet. We, we still just have all the parts and we haven't told anybody what we're making yet. So if we can just figure out how to weave that thread through all of the pieces and make it nice and, and concise into what we're trying to communicate to our audience and how we're trying to benefit them with this particular episode. I think that would be great. And I, I would recommend that it's not two and a half hours long. It's, you know, if, if people are consuming podcasts in a drive time, you know, and you're only doing one a month, do one like this and then edit it down into four episodes and make it one episode a month that, that is 30 minutes long or 40 minutes long and the four of them combined make a two and a half hour show. Yeah. And I see here, she says for a target audience, you know, conscious communication and optimization of health, 
happiness and humble perspective. And when we looked at the interview and they were talking about, you know, him working out and goals and things of that nature, that fit that, that idea. I, I don't understand that the five, the two lists, we, there were two five lists and one 10 list. Those I would just, I I'd go by, see ya. Don't, don't understand them. Or again, in a more obvious way, tie in them, you know, explain why they're here and then make sure there's some sort of benefit for your audience um, as to why. And if the, if the benefit is, Hey, you get to know what my favorite 10 albums are. Okay. I'm not sure that's a benefit. I mean that again, if you're, for me, if you're a celebrity, I might care who your top 10 bands are, but I, I don't know that that's going to fly when you're just a, a, you know, Joe Schmo podcaster. I don't know. That could be different, but for me, it doesn't do anything for me. And, um, you know, the audio could be, the audio wasn't horrible. Um, it sounded a lot when I get way far away from the microphone and turn my microphone up, you get a lot of room noise this way. And it's kind of boomy. You could get closer to the microphone. And it, again, you, the more boomier it is, the more that can be distracting. And at times just, it's a little harder to hear, especially in the car. So just try to get closer to the microphone. And uh, I realized when you were interviewing, the brother, that's kind of hard because you probably don't have two microphones, uh, but just try to get his people as close as you can and uh, go that route. But obviously the big thing is you obviously have a passion for this because you talk about it a lot. I, I would just say, remember there's a, if, if the goal is to spread this kind of thinking to people who are new to it, you know, you lost me five minutes into the episode and I, I spent the last, you know, two hours and, 15 minutes trying to kind of catch up to what you were doing. And about the time you did, you lost me again. So that would be, be my advice. So I, I applaud your, your passion and, and you've got a website going and you've launched a podcast when a lot of people have not. So the good news is, you know, you can't improve something that you never launched. Well, you've launched it. And, you know, for me that I would, I would apply a little editing, always think about your audience and then those things that are going to positively impact them. Um, definitely focus on those. So, Yeah, Lynn, we may not be as well versed into tarot as many of your listeners. And we, you know, some of the jargon that you were using may be well known to those that listen to your show. And if that's the case, then by all means run with it. But if you're looking to spread the love to, to newbies, then let's be a little more newbie friendly. In terms of the audio quality, I thought the intro was a little distorted. Not oh, sure true. how you recorded that. Um, I tried to script it out. I tried to follow along and type exactly what he said. Uh, and I, I must have listened to that intro six times, typing it out. And as we were listening to it here on the show, I realized I had three other words wrong. That as I was listening, I'm going, oh, maybe he didn't say. I don't even remember what the words were. But I had different words in... Uh, because I just can't understand what the gentleman's saying. So yeah, that it, could be a little cleaner. That is true. I forgot about that. Cause I remember when that, in fact, when that first came on, I was like, Oh man, it's distorted. And I thought, okay, is this just me being, you know, Mr. Podcaster ears, but it is that I did notice that. And that's when I was like, I, I put here in my notes, I'm five seconds in and I've already got, you know, something that needs a little tweaking. And that's something that's easy. You can go back and, and redo, but you know, most of the time it's welcome to the blank show where we blank you know, where we help you such and such. And again, put that in a, uh, an easy 
way for people to understand. So they know what to expect. And that thing you did with the announcements for the tarot reading, that should be at the beginning. Hey, later we're going to talk about this. And he pulled this card, this card, this card, and this card, and wait till you hear it because blank. Here's why you should stay tuned. Uh, give people a reason to, to stay tuned, not just like, Hey, guess what? This is an experiment. You don't know what you're going to get. Cause that'll work for some people, but not it's, it's an easy way to tune out. If, if you don't give me a solid reason to, to stick around. Overall, very challenging, uh, very challenging episode to review today, just because it's not a topic that uh, I typically get engaged with. And, uh, but I thought it was, uh, it made me think a ton and it made me dive in and figure out, okay, how can we take this content that I'm, I am inexperienced working with and make it better, make it stronger. And I think if you can just take the great points that you make throughout the episode, put in the best of the best, shorten it up a little bit, and then thread them all together in a, in a clear, succinct message or topic of the of the episode and then put that in the title of the episode i think yeah. we end up with a much stronger episode the the title of the episode is s2e310l goals cognitive tarot with tim yeah that's no good because the the headline yeah the headline is something that you know first of all the name of your show should be obvious and and in your case unfortunately it, it's it's three H2 humans. I've never heard that phrase before in my life. I don't know if that's a local Washington thing, but I don't, you know, if you go up to the average person here and go, Hey, I do a podcast. It's called three H2 humans. What do you think it's about? They're going to go, I've never heard of that in my life. So it's, that's okay to call it that if that's a brand and it's well known, like if I do the Kleenex podcast, okay, great. It's all about facial tissues. You can do that because everybody knows what a Kleenex is in your case you've really put yourself against, uh, you know, you got a uh, steep hill to climb there because from where I run, nobody knows what a three H two human is. And even though you explained it, that it's six H's times two carry the one. I, I still didn't understand what that was. So you might think about, you know, coming up with a name that people are searching for. Maybe it's, you know, thinking outside the box or being in the now or, you know, cog, cognitive roundtable, something that, that I'm just saying that would bring you more downloads because people are searching for that. I, unless people know you, they don't know to search for 3H2 humans. You, you, you could just call it health, happiness, and a humble perspective. There you go. Which is right on the front page of the website. Yeah. And then same thing for your headlines. So your the name of your show attracts attention, your headlines, then get them to click play, and then your content uh, brings them in. So yeah, I'm with Eric. I I felt again, like an outsider. I, I felt like I didn't get the jokes. I, um, I, I, like I said, I just felt like I didn't understand the topic and I, I spent a lot of time trying to understand what was going on. But, um, at any rate, we'll go ahead and call that a day. Eric, uh, where can people find you as I start to play the outro music? Find me anytime you'd like over at podcasttalentcoach.com. And, uh, do you happen to know what your next topic is going to be for this week? We're talking interviews. We're talking interviews all day long. This week, uh, I'm answering questions. I started answering them this week on the show. Next week, we'll answer more questions about uh, podcast interviews, conducting interviews. See, and now you can include a part about how to do an interview using tarot cards. There you go. 
How about you? Which one you're plugging this week? You have like 15 podcasts. <laughs> well, I, this week I'm going to be talking about this lovely little thing. He said, holding it up to the camera. It's a little thing. It's about the size of a piece of bread, maybe. Um, it's a little mixer from Tascam, and you, it holds one little microphone. It's USB, and I have yet to play with it yet, but from what I understand, you could actually assign sounds to this. So it's almost like a little baby mixer to where you could hit a button and have your intro music and hit another little button. And it's the Tascam Mini Studio. It looks and like it's about the size of four CDs stacked on top of each other. Yeah, it's it's really thin. Yeah, and, it has uh, what, three three or four hotkeys on the front? Yeah, little hotkeys. It actually has a built-in microphone that sounds like caca from what I understand because it picks <laughs> up a bunch of room noise. Is that an XLR jack on it? It's got an XLR jack here or, or a quarter inch. And you can actually plug in a headset down here. It's it's pretty slick. Wow! And so, and what is what do you use it for? I don't know. I just they I they gave it to me to play with. So thank oh. you to Tascam and uh, um, courtesy of the messengers. They the guys were here filming me, and they're like, "Here, play with this and send it back to them." And I'm like, "Okay." So, so do you put it between your mic and the mixer. You put it, it like um, a- this would be basically take the place of the mixer. You would plug this in oh. and go right into your computer. And then so record. it's like a mini mini mixer. Yeah, it's for people that like if you're flying solo and you need something yeah. to to put it in, but you don't want a mixer, you could assign your so, uh, sounds to these and kind of play it along. And you're reviewing got, that on uh, which show? This week on the School of Podcasting. Fantastic. That'll be coming up, and uh, that's at schoolofpodcasting.com. Eric can be found at podcasttalentcoach.com. And uh, since I've got another uh, 19 seconds, if you go to supportthemessengers.com. That's a documentary film that I'm involved with, and uh, it's spotlighting podcasting, and uh, we need money to keep the movie going. It's a really cool thing, and if you go over to supportthemessengers.com, you can check out the actual trailer for the movie, and if you want to have your podcast reviewed, just go over to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me, and uh, you can have you you can actually join us live, or you can do uh, what Lennar did and just uh, have us do it without her, so... We'd love to have you here. Thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. Thanks for tuning in to our show. If you'd like to get reviewed, go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. Want to give us a review? Go to podcastreviewshow.com slash iTunes. Links to today's podcast, along with ways for you to connect with us, can be found at our website at podcastreviewshow.com. Looking for an in-depth review? Need some podcasting pointers? Sign up for a coaching session with Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, 
It's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.